What's up, Pyromaniacs? It's David here. This is the Adrenalized Def Leppard Fam Podcast. Welcome. Today, I am joined, as always, by... Brennan. How you doing, Brennan? Pretty good. Awesome. What are you up to? Well, today, I've just been out uh, soaking in the fabulous sun. Like, it's mid-March, but it's January. Yeah, it feels like March out there, even though it's January in Calgary. And Calgary is known to be pretty cold this time of year, generally. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Just hoping this will last another two months, and then we'll be... Uh, Right into spring. Yeah, you'll pretty much be scot-free of winter, which almost never happens. Yeah. Although there were some colder stretches in December. Right. But my prediction did materialize that we were going to have a very uh, very mild spring-like winter. Yeah. Yeah. We did, and we'll see what happens from here, but so far, very, very mild. Cool. Well, uh, what have you been up to in the last few days, Dave? Yeah, i just been checking the news on CNN, posting on Reddit all the really cool vintage Def Leppard merch I've been finding on Amazon and eBay. Wow, that sounds like it's more fun than a barrel of monkeys. Yeah, what could be more fun than that exact set of activities? I envy you. Yeah, I think most people do. (laughs) Well, we hope everyone else is enjoying themselves out there. And there's something that you wanted to share about concerts and some of the things that we're up to. Yeah, well, we just want to let everybody know, as always, that this is a very unique fan-based podcast. Yeah. And everybody who's listening, we want you to come out of the woodwork so we can build an intimate connection with you. And uh, the way to do that is to go to adrenalize.ca and just put yourself on our VIP fan page. And then we can keep up all kind of correspondence with you and uh, give you advance, advanced tips as to when and where we're planning our concert dates and even give you special deals on tickets ahead of time so uh yeah definitely let us know you're let us know you're out there join the vip page the more the merrier yeah can't wait to have you over there and of course we'll be sharing all the new podcast episodes with you as they emerge and the new merch items as they become available right on so today's theme for the show is none other the voice the master the man joe elliott that's right that's an exciting topic it is. Yeah, the singer of Def Leppard, the front man. Obviously, the attention always goes straight to the front man, and there is a reason for that. I mean, he's the one relaying the messages and singing the lyrics and singing the melodies and all that kind of stuff. We'll have to get into you know going behind the scenes a little bit, too, into all the other band members, but I think this is a great topic for today. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, they are certainly incredible as musicians, but Joe Elliott's voice is absolutely distinctive in its own right. Yeah, it's really stellar. So... When do you think the voice of Def Leppard first started to become distinctly recognizable? Well, I would have to say that was around, that would have been around 1981. Hmm. The signature sound of Joe Elliott's voice became distinctly recognizable with the album High and Dry, and definitely with the single Bring It On The Heartbreak. Hmm. Now again, coincidentally, or maybe not coincidentally, that was right around the time when they started to work with Mutt Lang in the studio, and probably I would guess that Joe began to take some voice lessons behind the scenes just to uh, to polish up his technique a bit. Mm. As I recall, the band kind of started operating under different names in 1976. So that means it actually took roughly five years for Joe to really come into his own. Is that yeah. what I'm hearing? That's about right. What are some of the songs from the early years that showcase his strength as a singer? Well... My editorial opinion is I would say that there's three that really jump out from the Pyromania album. Hmm. And that's where their their profile and their recognition really started to explode. Yeah. Definitely rock rock till you drop. The opening track of Pyromania comes out with a bang. 
And you can hear on that one that he really sounds a lot like uh, Brian Johnson from ACDC. Now, the other two tracks, I would say, that uh, showcase a strength as a singer with maybe different techniques uh, than Rock, Rock Till You Drop are probably Photograph and Rock of Ages. So one of the things that you're really hinting at there is he's a very versatile singer overall. Yes. That's awesome. Now, the funny thing is, I think uh, when the in the early days of the formation of the band, being a singer was actually the last thing the last thing on his mind. Really? He just sort of, to some degree, fell into it by accident. Hmm. Some band roles are like that. I've played in enough bands to know that even if you're the guitarist or you come in thinking that you're going to be doing one thing, you could end up on the drums for some reason. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that stuff does happen. How about in the peak of their heyday? Probably, if I was going to boil it down to one or two songs, definitely pour some sugar on me. Yeah. I mean, that's their quintessential anthem of all time. And then another track, which was not a radio hit, but once again kind of revisits the Brian Johnson ACDC technique, was Run Riot, from also from the album Hysteria. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Joe Elliott obviously took something from the ACDC school of singing. I can definitely hear it. But it's cool that he's sort of able to imitate different styles depending on what's needed for the song. That's right. I think that's one of his strengths. And in later years after Hysteria? Later years after Hysteria, well, the interesting thing is in the 90s, uh, that was kind of the grunge phase. Yeah. They put out an album in 1996, which by commercial standards was kind of a flop. However, they still to this day uh, regard it as one of their favorites in terms of... Uh, just being able to cut loose and uh, cut loose and stray from their standard sound and just just go completely experimental, which was what album? which was which was slang slang of yeah. course I figured it was, and I think one of the reasons Def Leppard has managed to stay relevant is because they were sort of willing to adapt to try things that were now in the moment. Right. I mean, they took a gamble with slang, but you know yes. what? That didn't derail them because only three years later they came out with Euphoria which came back to their roots and revisited their classical sound. Yes. The classical sound from both Pyromania and Hysteria. And again, I would say the both that album, the, the entirety of that album, and especially the single Promises, again, really showcases the strength of Joe Elliott's voice. Mm. Another interesting thing about that single is that you, if you really listen to it carefully, you'll notice an amazing degree of similarity in terms of the sound and the structure of the song to Photograph. You know, it's almost like they took the same musical blueprint, but they turned it into another masterpiece piece, which resulted in a radio hit that got play for months on end. It's crazy, sort of the trajectory they followed, but I do like the slang and euphoria area very much. Uh, I wouldn't say that I loved every song on slang, and I think that's kind of how most people felt, that bits of it were underwhelming. And yet... It still has three or four pretty solid songs, which is more than a lot of albums could say in the 90s. Right. Well, I remember actually the first time I ever saw them live mm -hmm. was the year that Slang came out. No kidding. Yeah. They for performed some of the tracks from Slang live at the concert. Up until then, I'd, I'd never even knew the album existed. I just knew Def Leppard was going to be at the Saddle Dome in Calgary uh, sometime in September. It was like close to my birthday and I thought, oh, cool. Mm. I'd love to see them live because that's something I've never done in my life. But because I heard the singles, I liked them enough that it made me want to buy the album. Right. And so it was basically one of your best birthday parties ever. That's right. <laughs> nice. 
Well, something else that I wanted to touch on briefly, and I think our fans would be interested to know as well, is how did you end up becoming the lead singer and learning how to copy Joe's voice in our band, Adrenalize? Well, there's a very interesting and entertaining story behind that. Hmm. In the early years of the project, I guess I was kind of practically putting everything together from scratch. I had the idea to build a Def Leppard tribute band, but no experience under my belt as to how to do it right. So I had to go through a few false starts before I finally had a cohesive working lineup. Hmm. And one of the things I noticed in the early phase was that I kind of ended up kind of going through a string of uh, flaky singers. They all seem to be afflicted with something called LSD, which is, in musical lingo, short for lead singer disease. Now, some of the symptoms of these disease I noticed that were persistent characteristics were they wouldn't remember the lyrics. Hmm. They were always bringing cheat sheets to practices or even bringing cheat sheets to performances. Hmm. So they'd have to have the words in front of them and flip the pages (laughs) while we were actually doing the song in front of an audience. Or... Even uh, even more entertainingly, they were just making up their own words on the fly yeah. at practices while they were hammered out of their mind. Wow. And sometimes, yeah, they wouldn't even show up. Uh, they'd actually bail out on live appearances and uh, leave us stranded in front of an audience. Yeah. And so one day, I had an epiphany. The lights came on. And although it was a bit of an intimidating prospect, I just decided to bite the bullet spend several hundred dollars on voice lessons and then proceed to undertake a process of hours and months on end to learn to meticulously reproduce Joe's unique voice Mm -hmm. technique and inflections in all of the songs that we were performing on our set list. Wow. And that way you'd never have to rely on another singer again. You could be the one leading the band because you don't just always be there. Well, that's right. And I can, I can truthfully say that since I learned how to do it myself, in the last 14 years, I've never had to fire another singer. <laughs> Great. I've definitely experienced my share of LSD as well, lead singer disease. Not me personally. I, I don't have that disease. But yeah? working with singers who weren't totally together or they were just total divas. And they probably actually, some of them even had bipolar, which is nothing to make fun of. But, you know, they, they just weren't stable enough to be able to play and cooperate with a band. Right. Well, do you remember one or two of your funniest stories that you might be able to tell the audience? Great question. There were multiple gigs, honestly, where the lead singer was really fired up to be there. So he was he was really pumped and excited. And when the show was over, we'd always do this weird post-mortem where he would suddenly get angry and frustrated and, and depressed and sad and difficult. And after a while, it was just like, wow, I, I don't think we can really manage this or stomach it. It's like it's a pattern. Right. Every, every time, and he would point fingers too. It wasn't just like, well, it was my fault and sorry guys, I'll let you down. No, it was more like, you know, and, and you, 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 you play guitar when I told you not to. And it was like, <laughs> okay, well, this is a song and I'm supposed to play instruments on it. So I, I guess that's something we should have worked out in advance. I don't know if that's funny. It's just the way things were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anything else you want to cover in this episode? Well, you know what I thought might be kind of fun? Maybe we could just do a short excerpt on the fly of uh, one of the songs on our set list. Mm. So you could get to hear my fabulous impersonation of Joe's voice. That would be really cool. Okay. Never smiles, so lend your love to me a while. 
do with me what you will Break the spell, take your fill On and on we rode the storm The flame has died and the fire is gone Oh, this empty bed is a night alone I realize that long ago